great time tonight. I've got Dave's going to preach to us. Let's give Dave a great welcome as he comes over and brings the word of God to us tonight. Come on, let's give him a great shout this time. Come on. Where's my Bible? It's going to give me a couple of minutes to catch my breath again. I'm fit, yeah. Too much McDonald's. Ian, great to have you back. Why don't we go V and a uh, great big welcome? Why don't you just quickly come up and give me a couple of minutes to catch my breath? <laughs> Ian's just come back from America. Why don't you just tell us a bit about it? Thanks. Thank you very much, Dave. We had an amazing time over there. I um, surpassed everything that I've ever had in the past, ever, ever seen overseas. Just And one of the meetings I was saying to some of the people that um, some of the guys who were at the back of the meeting were seeing these shimmering things in the meeting and just out of there I mean it's out of this world what God did over in the States and really impacted a lot of lives very, very deeply the intensive that I did up in um, in Lake Stevens there was 70 odd people at that and um, just lifted the whole lid off a lot of what the belief structures and the the life that these people had in God to a whole new potential for them really and so it was good to see the fruit, and the fruit really is the stuff that's starting to happen over there now from that very thing. And so I'm just excited about it. I mean, I've had so much open up. It's just amazing. Praise the Lord. Excellent. Come on, give him a hand. How many people got their Bibles here tonight? Come on, give us a wave. Hold your Bible up. Hey, Johnny, how you doing, brother? Nice to see you at church. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have a great night tonight. How many people love their Bible? How many people read their Bible? Yeah, there we go. Why don't we open up our Bibles tonight? Anywhere is good. Yeah, anywhere is good. Hey, let's just uh, open up our Bibles to uh, Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. How many people know what this passage is about? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to have a great night tonight. How many people like to go hard? Uh, how many people like to go hard? Man, I, I saw some cars going hard this afternoon. They had the uh, skid fest on across the road, and they, made, they had these jappers, and they had these uh, V8s, and they had these rotaries. And man, they were going hard. Man, they were burning their tyres out until they went pop. And I thought, man, they were. Ever seen that? Anyone ever been to the uh, skid fest before? Unbelievable, man. These guys know how to go hard. And uh, so tonight, we're going to go hard. <laughs> tonight, we're going to let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> tonight, we're going to let the dog off the leash. How many dogs we have in the house? <laughs> Here we go. Ezekiel chapter 37. Now, say, now the hand of the Lord, everybody say the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Everybody say bones. 
Here we have um, Ezekiel here at a time, and he has a vision from God. See, at this time of Ezekiel right now, the Israelites, uh, the Jews have been taken into uh, captivity, and uh, they were held in bondage. Everybody say they were in bondage. They were in bondage. So this is a time that where the whole nation was in captivity. They weren't allowed to make their own decisions, but they were captive. And uh, how many people, uh, how many captives do we have here tonight? How many people have been captivated? <laughs> yeah. Tonight, <laughs> so this story is about the Israelites have been, uh, they've been in captivity for a number of years. And it's like, the Israelites were a funny bunch of people. They were the chosen people by God. God chose these people. God brought them out of Egypt and uh, wanted to bring them into a promised land. But the problem was, uh, all these men and women of God, that God rose up to speak to them and bring them into the ways of the Lord. Uh, what would happen is they would, they would go with God for a while, then they would turn their backs and then they would get into trouble and then they would Turn their backs, then they'll turn back to God again, and they'll turn away, and then and it was going on for, for many years. And so this particular time, they had turned their back on God, and they were in captivity. And it's like so many to, uh, and it's, so many men of God had, had brought the words of God to them, but they uh, they just wouldn't listen. They had they had all the great preachers, they had the men and women of God that would stand up, but sometimes they just would not change. And here we have uh, a lot, uh, Ezekiel. God grabbed Ezekiel one day. He might have been in his prayer, prayer time, having a, having a time of prayer. And then all of a sudden, God came and gave him a vision. His eyes were opened, and he was, he was picked up out of his body. And God took him to a place and showed him this valley, and it was full of dry bones. How many people seen a valley full of dry bones before? How many people seen fossils? It's like has-beens. There once... Was a, a, a once was life in the place, but now there was dead. They're dead. There's nothing to them. They're brittle. And so, what God was doing, He was showing, uh, He was showing, uh, showing Ezekiel what the condition, the true condition of Israel was. A valley of dry bones. And it's like so many times we see on the outside things appear to look really, really good, but on the inside, underneath, uh, things can be totally different. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody's seen The Matrix. How many people are, are Matrix fans? Mat- Matrix fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when he first gets, uh, he first gets plugged up into the, uh, into the gadgets, into the machines, and, and then all of a sudden he, uh, he's in this hovercraft, and then they, they jam the plug into the back of his head, that hole in the back of the head, and they jam it into the back there. And all of a sudden it's like the lights come on, and he's in this place of whiteness. And there he is. What's his name, Neo? Neo, and who's the other guy? Morpheus. Here they are standing there and he goes, welcome to this place. And here we may access anything we may need. And, uh, and he's going, and then Neo's saying, is this place real? Said, yeah, that's real. And he goes, what you're used to, your, your whole life is, is used to looking at something which is, uh, you, I mean, you see what you see with your natural eyes. But he said, and he shows him this picture of, 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 of the world that he's used to living in. And it's beautiful, there's skyscrapers, these cars and stuff, racing backwards and forwards, and it's a great place. But then he, sat, then he takes him, all of a sudden the, the scenario changes, and he, he takes him to a place, he said, the world that you see with your own eyes, the unnatural, they're merely just electrical impulses, and they create a vision. And they, they, they create images in your mind. But he says, I want to show you what the world is really like as you know it, as it is right now. 
And all of a sudden, the picture changes, and there's thunder and lightning, and the place is desolate. And he gets a, he gets a vision, he gets an idea of what the earth is really like. See, we live in two realms. There's the, the, natural, the natural realm that we can see. That we can, so you can look at Anna there, and you can look at all these young people, and you can see, and they, you can look at the beautiful place. But then there's a spiritual realm as well, just as real, just like the Matrix. Matrix is such a, pro, a prophetic message. And, uh, and uh, you know, in our, in our area of Hawke's Bay, man, I believe we live in the, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Amen? How many people love Hawke's Bay? Absolutely beautiful place. And, uh, but you only have to read the newspapers lately to see that there is something going on in the spirit. There's something going on right now which is, is quite different than what we can see in the natural. It's like what we see, what we choose to see, uh, beautiful trees, beautiful sky, beautiful, beautiful land, beautiful vineyards. You only have to read the newspapers right now to see that, like I said, there was something else going on. There's another realm, there's another spirit that's operating in our place right now. And it's like, uh, I was talking to a guy, his name's Chris Clark, and he is the CEO, he's the boss of the hospital. Uh, he's the boss of the health board. And he was, uh, he was talking the other night, and he, he was saying these words. He said, you know, we live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. He said, there is no reason at all why people should be uh, as sick as they are in Hawke's Bay. He said, I mean, we have uh, fruit on the trees. I mean, there's, uh, we live in what's known as the fruit bowl of New Zealand. So everybody looks upon New Ze- Hawke's Bay as a, as a beautiful place full of vineyards and beautiful uh, orchards and things like that. But he said, the, the thing is this, he said, underneath that, we have the highest sickness rate anywhere else in New Zealand. So you see one picture, and then another picture is completely different. What's really going on underneath the scenes? Like I said, you only, we only have to read the newspaper to see that, uh, uh, I mean, the national road toll is going down like this. But if you've been reading the papers, the Hawke's Bay road toll has been going up like this. Something else has been operating in our bay. Something else has been operating in our place. You only have to look in the, like I said, have your eyes open. It was only a week or so ago that a young 14-year-old in uh, Tamatea High committed suicide. See, although we live in a fantastic place, it's like quite often our eyes are closed to what's really going on. I wonder how many people tonight are wasting their white lives away on drugs in a place of captivity. I wonder how many people tonight, I wonder how many more young people tonight will be contemplating committing suicide thinking that the world is just, life is just too much for them and there's an easy way out just to end my life. I wonder how many fathers or families are thinking about splitting up tonight. See, on the outside, we live in a, a fantastic place, but on the inside, underneath, there is something else going on. And just like, um, just like God brought Ezekiel out, he said, look at this valley of dry bones. dry bones, it's like where there's a place where resemblance of death. It's like, you know, like I said, you only have to read the newspapers to see that there is a, a, there is a smell of death across Hawke's Bay at the moment. Where there's no life. Young people thinking, what is there to live for? So many churches today, there's just no life, they're boring, no souls are being saved. 
But we live in a beautiful place. People are, are hungry, searching for something, but the place is dry. Maybe you inside, uh, maybe you once walked with the Lord. Maybe you once had a fire burning inside of you, but now it's just like, oh, you just struggle to get up and pray in the morning sometime. For some of you, maybe God put a dream inside of your heart a number of years ago, and, and things have come around your life and started to take that dream away. Maybe some of you right now are facing disappointments, facing struggles. You're in a place that's dry. Some of you may have been walking with the Lord once, but now you're not walking with the Lord anymore. You're in a place of death. And so God brings Ezekiel out and says, look at these, look at these people. Look at what used to be. And it says here in, uh, in, uh, uh, in verse 3, it says, can these bones live? Is it possible that things could be different? See, the, the valley of the dry bones, it wasn't, it wasn't actual bones. It was, it was showing a vision of the Israelites in captivity. These were the, the people that God redeemed out of Egypt, but yet they're back in captivity. These were the people that uh, inherited a promised land, but again were back in captivity. They heard the word of the Lord. They once lived. They once walked free. They once walked in blessing. But now they're dead. Now they're dead. It's a place of, it's a place of, it's a resemblance of a place of death, a lost generation. Like I said, we don't have to look very far to see that there is a lost generation right outside our doors. Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you're, uh, maybe you're later on in years, maybe you're younger years, but you're lost in your life. Maybe you're in your 50s or, you know, your kids have grown up and left school, but uh, left home and there's just, there's nothing for your life. There's just, your life is just empty. So many people in the world today are like that. Some people, so many young people are like throwing their lives away, thinking that if they just give themselves to this, or they just buy a flash car, or spend so many money on this, or, or drink this amount of beer, then maybe they'll get a, a sense of life. On the outside, it looks good, but on the inside, it's death. Today we have a generation that are dying, a generation with potential, a generation that could make a difference in this nation, but are just dead on the inside. Dry bones. You know, the average church attendance in New Zealand is only 50 people. Frank God never meant his church to stay small at 50 people. God meant for his church to grow. God meant for his church to have power. God meant for his church to have dominion in this world today. God meant for you to have dominion in this world today. Not just living day to day, but living, walking with purpose, making a difference, turning your schools around, turning your community around. But unfortunately, we have so many people that are just a valley of dry bones. So many people today, you come to church, but uh, you, you walk with God, but there's a part of your life you're in captivity. The grave of captivity. Some things like habitual sins or uh, 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 stuff that you're struggling with. Mindsets. A grave of captivity. Once had a dream, but gone. 
And, Eli- and Ezekiel said to, said to God, can, uh, God said to Ezekiel, he says, could things be different? Could things possibly change? Is it possible that this, uh, that this church that we have in Hastings here, is it possible that these young people that we have in Hastings, is it possible that they could be raised up out of a place of death, out of a place of dry bones, and formed into a mighty army? Is it possible that they could live? Is it possible that your circumstances could change? I know you once had a dream. I know there was something once alive in you. Is it possible that you could come alive again? God was saying this to Ezekiel. He's trying to get into Ezekiel's, into his heart and things, find out what exactly he's thinking. And he says, God, only you know. (laughs) Only you know, Lord. See, I'm telling you tonight, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has a plan and a purpose for every young person, every older person, every family in this place, in this city, in this region, in this nation. And so God says to Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to those bones. In verse verse 3, sorry, in verse here, can these bones live? Can my life be different? Can my life change? Can I get out of this place of dryness and come into a place of life? You know, in John chapter 1, verse 46, it says, and Nathaniel was sitting under the fig tree, and he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Is it possible that Nazareth could change? Many people have said this. Jonah said, is it possible? These guys are so evil. Is it possible that the city could be turned around? So many young, so many people look at Hawke's Bay and think, they look at the road toll and think, could things be different? Is it possible that things could be different? I'm telling you, friend, tonight, absolutely so. Absolutely so. Is it possible that this church could grow not from 500 to 1,000, but to 2,000 to 5,000? Absolutely possible. Is it possible that we could see our schools turned around? Absolutely possible. Is it possible that we could see a generation of older people in their 60s? Sorry, not for your 60, they're old. But how many, is it possible that we could see a, a bunch of 80 uh, year old? I mean, you look at Bill LeBar carrying Bibles into China. Absolutely. <laughs> is it possible? Yes. And he goes in verse 4 prophesy to the bones. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. In other words, speak to the bones. It doesn't say pray for the bones. It says speak to the bones. See, speaking, he's talking about, I want you to prophesy to the bones. There's something about prophetic words. See, a prophetic word can do something that often prayer can't. Often we pray, God, change my life for... God, do, I don't know, do something for me. God, pray for this mountain to go away. God didn't say pray for the mountain to go away. He said speak to the mountain and command it to go and cast itself into the sea. See, sometimes you have to speak the word. So the Bible says our words have the power of life or death. How many people were here this morning? How many heard that message this morning? That was a fantastic message. Do you want to get that tape? So we don't have tapes anymore. We have CDs. Woohoo! We have come up on the world. We have CDs. 
See, the words we speak, we can shake the atmosphere without words. We can shake the spiritual atmosphere. We can change the atmosphere over our school. We can change the atmosphere over around our lives by the words that we speak. What we speak affects the spiritual realm around us. It speaks and affects the atmosphere around us. See, when God first created this earth, see, see for in speech, the first uh, intention for speech was not communication, it was creation. So the first words ever spoken in the Bible was God. He said, let there be. Who was he talking to? There was nothing there. But he spoke something into being. He said, let there be, and there was. See, our words create an atmosphere. With the, with the words that came out of the mouth of God, there was an atmosphere created. And then God filled it. See, well, first of all, you want to change your life, you want to change your circumstances, then change the words that come out of your mouth. Stop being so critical. Stop putting people down. We live in a great place. Our words have the power of life or death. Friends, I want to ask you this. What happens when you get saved? In a nutshell, you ask Jesus Christ into your life. And he comes and puts his spirit inside of us. So how many people here tonight, you're born again? You've got the spirit of God inside of you. We'll try that one more time. How many people here tonight, you are born again, you've got the Holy Ghost power living inside of you? Come on, somebody give them a shout. Oh, yeah. See, if you've got the Holy Ghost living in you, if you've got the Spirit of God speaking through you, He can speak through you. If He's living in you, He can speak through you. We can either speak your words or you can allow the Holy Ghost. You can allow the Spirit of God to speak through you. The voice of the Lord. Will you just quickly turn in your Bible to um, Psalm chapter uh, Psalm chapter 29. See, our voice creates atmosphere. The words that we speak create atmosphere. Listen to this. Psalm, Psalm 29 verse 3. Everybody say the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is what? That was weak. The voice of the Lord is? One more time. The voice of the Lord is? The the Lord is over many waters. The Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord, what? He breaks what? He breaks the cedars. Oh, yeah. He, he splinters the cedars of leaven. He makes them skip like a calf. As the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice, he shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. I want to tell you, friend, there was, vo- there was power in the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord splits the cedars. What tough things are in your life right now that need to be broken? Cedars are great big solid trees. Wood is as tough as nails. But yet the voice of the Lord speaks to those things and he splits them into matchsticks. What giant trees are standing in your way today that need to be splintered? 
What obstacles are standing in front of us as a church? What obstacles are standing in front of us as a, as a city that need to be splintered tonight? He doesn't say, pray. He says, speak. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. In other words, where there's dry places, where there's... How many people have tried shouting in a desert? It's like, it goes nowhere. The Bible says the voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord makes the dare give birth. I'm telling you, friend, there is life in the voice of God. Here we're reading about the voice of the Lord, but I'm telling you, friend, tonight, He lives within you. He lives within you, and if He lives within you, then He can speak through you. The voice of the Lord. They create, create atmosphere. Let's quickly go back to, uh, back to here. So prophesy to these bones and say, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. In other words, God's got something to say to you. God has got something to say to your circumstance. God has got something to say to our city. God has got something to say to our church. He says, you speak. <laughs> and let's, let's quickly read on. It says, um, this is what the Lord says to these bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you. In other words, and you shall live. In other words, I shall cause life to enter into you. And I will put sign. What does a sign you? I don't know what a sign you. Anyway, I shall put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Sinews. I shall put and I shall bring flesh upon you. Hopefully, not too much. Let's put it in the right places. How many people got lots of flesh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and I shall cover you with skin, and I will put breath inside of you, and then you shall. Yeah, whatever. You shall what? You shall live. Then you will know that I am the Lord. In other words, speak to this valley of dry bones. And I will put life into them. And all this place will know that I am God and they shall live. Let's quickly read on a little bit further. And so, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Everybody say a noise. And then suddenly a rattling. Everybody say rattling. And the bones came together bone by bone. Everybody say bone by bone. Indeed, I looked and the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered over, over them, but there was no breath into them. And he said, to the, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord your God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these swine that they may live. Come, O breath of God, and breathe upon these slain. Breathe upon these dead that they may live. The four winds. Four winds talk about, uh, like Isaiah. Isaiah and John both had visions of, of heaven. What they saw was, they saw, the, um, they saw creatures, living creatures, four living creatures. Each of the living creature had four, uh, four faces. But he wasn't just talking about that right now. He's talking about what he's talking about. He is, he's giving us a glimpse into about what's going to happen to the next few years. Everybody say the next few years. Let's just read this. Come from the four winds. Come from the four winds. The four winds that he's talking about here are the four gospels. Four gospels, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. 
See, what he's talking about, he's talking about that one day the Son of God is going to come and manifest himself on the earth and start to destroy the works of the devil, start to reconcile man to God, start to bring people that are in bondage out of a place of bondage into a place of life. The Bible says that Jesus, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. It's the anointing, the Holy Spirit. He's talking about, first of all, he's talking about the four Gospels, the four men, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Gospel is the good news. Empowered by the power of the Holy Ghost. The breath of God. Breath is the Holy Spirit. So when you get anointed with the Holy Ghost and you bring the Word of God, the Gospel, that brings life to where there is no life. The Holy Spirit. Matthew, Matthew 3, verse 11. He says, uh, let's quickly just, uh, John was talking about the coming, uh, coming Messiah. And he said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Everybody say fire. How many, how many people have got the fire tonight? How many people have got the fire tonight? How many people have got the fire tonight? How many people tonight, you've got the Holy Ghost? How many people got the Holy Ghost and fire? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And now Luke chapter 4, verse 18, when Jesus stand, he starts to, when he first takes his, uh, uh, first stands up and uh, when, uh, when he first gets into ministry, he says these words. The what? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, the breath of God is upon me. The breath of God is upon me. Just like prophesied by Ezekiel, the breath of God carried on the four winds. The breath of God is upon me because he has anointed me to what? To preach the gospel to the poor. Friend, I'll tell you what our nation needs. It needs people that are filled with the Holy Ghost, that have got the fire of the Holy Ghost in them, that have got the word of God in them and carry the good news, the gospel into our community. Amen? Acts 1 verse, Acts chapter 1. Let's quickly turn there, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, very quickly, we're going to finish it really, really soon. So Jesus, Jesus was with, anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And then there was a time when the, uh, when the first church was birthed, when the church was birthed, the church as we know it today was birthed. And Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive what? Try this one more time. You shall receive what? You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Friend, you and I have been, you and I are meant to carry the same anointing that was on Jesus Christ's life. Let's just quickly turn it and then I go from chapter 2. It says here, uh, then suddenly there were, it came a sound from heaven, like a mighty rushing what? All of a sudden the breath of God started to breathe into the church. And it was like fire came upon people. The fire of the Holy Ghost started to come upon the man and the woman of God. They started to speak in tongues. They started to receive the power. 
And then uh, Paul starts to pick it up over in, uh, in the last verse. He says in, in Romans chapter 1, everybody quickly turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Everybody say, I am not ashamed. For it is the what? It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the power. Friend, today, I want to ask you one more time. How many people here tonight? You've got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Come on, give me a shout. How many people here have got the power of the Holy Ghost living inside of them? How many people here have got the fire? Oh, how many people, you've got the Spirit of God living inside of you tonight? But I'm trying to tell you tonight, God has called you to stand up and start to speak to the powers of darkness over our nation. Start to speak to the powers of darkness over our region. Start to speak to the power of darkness over our schools. And saying to those dry bones, live, 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 live. I tell you tonight, who's got the power? You've got the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. Don't pray that God will just come down and just do something in your school. Friends, you've got the power living inside of you. You've got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. You stand up. You start to speak. You get the word of God into you. You carry the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of salvation. What you have living inside of you tonight, the world around you needs That same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives within you today. That same resurrection power is in this place tonight. Friend, whatever mountain you're facing right now, maybe some of you here tonight, man, you've got dreams inside of your life that were once there but now have died. Tonight the breath of God can come back into you. Tonight God wants to breathe into you tonight. He wants to breathe his spirit inside of you. For some of you here tonight, he wants to release his power into your life. He wants to release his fire into your life. For some of you here tonight, you need to start to speak. Start to speak. Start to become conscious of the spirit of God living inside of you. Young people, get into your school. Stand up in your school and say, I speak life into this place in Jesus' name. I speak salvation into this place today in Jesus' name. Devil, you go from this place. Suicide, you go from this place. I speak life in Jesus' name. Mountain, get out of here. (laughs) Be cast into the sea. Amen? Why don't we just stand up and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise? Hallelujah, Lord! Amen. Well, just lift your hands right now. Everybody, just lift your hands, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place right now.
breath of God start to breathe into us again in Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost, come and fill this place. Fire of the Holy Ghost, come and fill this place. Fire of the Holy Ghost, fill this place right now. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, come. Come and start to hunger for him right now. Holy Spirit, we're hungry for you. Holy Spirit, we're hungry for you. Father, we thank you for your resurrection power into this place right now in Jesus' name. Thank you that the Bible says that all power and authority on heaven and earth has been given unto you. Lord, I thank you today that you have placed your spirit inside of our hearts tonight. Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just call upon your fire right now in Jesus' name. Fire of God, come and fill our lives in the name of Jesus. wondering tonight, maybe you're here tonight and you don't know God. You've never invited Jesus Christ into your life. Tonight you're just like that story. See the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is like water. Water to our soul. Some of you here tonight, maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we're all born into sin. We're all born into a place of death. But the good news, friend, is this, that Jesus Christ came into this earth. And through a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can come from a place of death into a place of life. Tonight you may be here and your life has just got, there's nothing that you're really living for at all. Your life is dry. Tonight, friend, you need Jesus Christ. I want to ask you, friend, if you're not here, if you're here tonight and you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, but tonight you would want to invite him in, I'd like you to just come to the front right now. I'd love to pray for you. Why don't you just come to the front right now? don't know Jesus Christ. You've never invited him into your life. Tonight he can come and bring life into you. Maybe you're here tonight and you once walked with the Lord. But your heart has grown cold inside. Tonight, you need to come back to Him. Why don't you respond to Jesus Christ tonight? For some of you here tonight, maybe there's personal things in your life that you need to break through. Maybe there's giants in front of you right now. 
Maybe there's a mountain in front of you right now. You need to start to speak to that mountain. Be gone, be cast into the sea. Maybe for some of you here tonight, you have dreams. Maybe there's been aspirations that have just been lost. Tonight, the Holy Spirit wants to breathe inside of you tonight. The Holy Spirit wants to breathe inside of you tonight. Just as we go into a song of worship, those people that you need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost, maybe the fire has gone down. They just come up to the front right now as we start to sing. But I believe the breath of God, the Spirit of God is going to come and start to touch your life. Some of you, your heart has grown cold. You need the fire of God back inside of your life tonight. Why don't you just come to the front? Just come to the front and start to worship Jesus tonight. Maybe you feel like dry bones tonight. You need the breath of God to come back into your life. You need the Holy Ghost to come back into your life again. Why don't you just come to the front right now? Holy Spirit is here. He wants to fill your life. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost, fill this place. Come, O breath of God, fill this place. Come, breath of God, fill our soul tonight. Come on, there's more of you here tonight. Holy Spirit is here. He wants to touch you tonight. He wants to breathe into your soul tonight. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Spirit. There's more people here tonight. Maybe you're a bit more mature in years. Kids have left home, but your life is empty. Friend, God is calling you tonight. Maybe you're here tonight and you've got everything the world has to offer, but your life is empty. Your life is still like a bag of dry bones. Why don't you come to the front tonight? Holy Spirit wants to breathe inside of your heart. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, come and fill this place. I want to just reach out to him right now. Reach out to him right now. The Bible says they're blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Come, Holy Ghost. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak. I speak right now in Jesus' name into the places that are dry. Father, right now, 
in the name of Jesus. I speak and release life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus Christ. Life in the name of Jesus Christ. Life in the name of Jesus Christ. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Live 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 in the name of Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Spirit. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Breath of God come and fill in Jesus' name. Fill in Jesus' name. Fill in Jesus' name. Fell in Jesus' name. Fell in Jesus' name. Fire of God, come and fill his life in Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fell in Jesus' name. Fell in Jesus' name. Fell in Jesus' name. Come, breath of God, fill her life in Jesus' name. Touch your Holy Ghost. Touch your Holy Ghost. Father, your breath, Father, the wind of your spirit, come and fill her life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, start reaching out. Carry on reaching out to Jesus tonight. Fell in Jesus' name. Fell in Jesus' name. Fell in Jesus' name. Fire your fire, come and touch in Jesus' name. Jesus, fell Holy Ghost. Jesus. 
stand to our feet right now just what I want you to do is just grab a hold of the, the hand of the person next to you come on stand to your feet come on don't sit down what I want us to do right now is we're going to start to pray for our city we're going to start to pray for our region see our, our voice the voice of the God is the voice of the Lord is within each one every one of us and as we start to speak, in a minute, we're going to start to speak into the atmosphere of our city. Friends, tonight, we need our city to change. We need a move of God over our region. We need the Spirit of God to come and to touch and to, and to bring life into those dry bones. I don't know about you, but friend, I'm sick. I don't want to see any more young people die on the roads. I don't want to see any more young people commit suicide. I don't want to see any more people destroy their lives. Holy Ghost! It's to start to speak and start to cry out for our region. Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! Father, today in Jesus' name, Lord, we hold up our region before you. Father, we hold up Napier and Hastings. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we speak life into our region in Jesus' name. Father, we speak life into our schools tonight in Jesus' name. We speak life into the young people. We speak life into the schools. We speak life into the older people. We speak life in Jesus' name. Live today in Jesus' name. Live in Jesus' name. Live in Jesus' name. Live in Jesus' name. Live in Jesus' name. Young people, older people, families, we call you to live in Jesus' name. Live in the name of Jesus. We break the powers of death over our city. We break the powers of death over our region tonight. And we speak life in Jesus' name. Life in Jesus' name. Life in Jesus' name. Somebody give Jesus a mighty shout of praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, somebody praise Him tonight. Yes, Jesus. We speak life in the name of Jesus. To every person in our community tonight, we speak life in Jesus' name. And everybody said. Everybody said. Awesome. Friend, you carry the presence of God. You carry that resurrection power. You carry the breath of God inside of your bones tonight. Speak tonight. Create an atmosphere wherever you go. Create an atmosphere of life. Create an atmosphere of hope. Create an atmosphere of life. Amen? Excellent.
Well, there we go. Should we sing a song? You want to sing a song tonight? Okay, Anna, let's go, love.